This is Move Out Loud, a Galden production. We've teamed up with Nike to take you, our community, on a journey of self-discovery using sport and movement as our springboard. Today, I'll be speaking with Dora Atim, an amazing Nike running coach. She is the founder of Ultra Black Running, a space she curated to champion and empower black women and non-binary people in trail running. Over the years, Dora has deepened her understanding of the world of running and has worked to change the traditional narrative of this sport to create a space for marginalised people. Welcome, Dora. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm just another day, you know. Another day. I'm really happy to have you on the podcast. I've been following your journey online. It's just so inspiring, literally loving everything you're doing. It's so epic. Just to start things off, that speed project was the last thing I was just looking at before chatting with you. From my understanding, it's a relay race from LA to Las Vegas that you've done twice. Is that correct? Yeah, so it's actually funny. I've done it three times. Yeah, no, I was just like, I think I'm done now, third time. So it's a... 300 and something miles from LA, Santa Monica Pier, all the way to the Las Vegas sign. And you do it in like a team. Yeah, I've done it three times and I was like, okay, I'm definitely out of my system. I'm good. That's epic. Who was your team? Who did you go with? So the first time I ever done it, I was running with a run collective in East London. And then the second time I mixed it with some other people from running teams from like Europe. So like Copenhagen, Amsterdam, it was crazy because I was like, how am I supposed to get along with these people in the van? Will they even be able to tolerate me? Will I be able to tolerate them? But you know, it was the best. I'm glad I had this experience on my third time because I don't think anything can top it. Yeah, it was, yeah, international team, great vibes. We all done it. And yes, out of my system now. I completely understand sort of like tying a knot in something, feeling like you've achieved what you needed in that area and moving on to the next one, officially out of your system. <laughs> <laughs> just for a rookie like me, just to get my head around things, like what is the difference between running, like trail running and just sort of regular running? I think like with road running, it's more just running on a pavement, you're running in the streets. Someone who's born and raised in London, it's just running from A to B type of thing. And the difference with trail running is that the surface is always going to be, I mean, it's basically anything that's not road. So it's off-road running. And sometimes it can be really technical, like it can be really hilly, really rocky. And most of the times you do end up running way slower than you would if it was on road. Because obviously you have to, you know, be aware of so many things, so many hazards and everything like that. Oh my God, that sounds so tough. And a lot of the time it's like a run walk situation but equally as challenging equally not you don't get less fit by doing it you probably actually get more fit because you're using so many muscles and everything like that what do you prefer you know what i prefer trail off-road yeah oh nice that's interesting i just feel like it's just so good in every way and like i feel spiritually as well it's just so i'm like yes it's giving me everything sometimes it looks a bit dangerous like i, I feel like you might be a bit of an adrenaline junkie. <laughs> like some of the pictures I've seen you in these amazing locations, rocks like up high. And I don't know, some of them look pretty steep at points as well. Any sticky situations have you been in? They're pretty dangerous. I have been in many a sticky situation. And I think the recent one was I went to an island in Portugal, Azores. Azores. I don't know how I'm saying it, sorry. And I attempted a 50k foot race 
um, which I didn't make. I didn't end up finishing because I didn't make, like, you have, like, timing cutoff points, and I didn't make the second cutoff. But there was, like, a freak storm a couple of weeks prior, so the the terrain was just, like, so muddy, and I feel, I literally Instagrammed the whole thing, and I remember at one point my foot just submerged in this mud, and I just fell flat on my face, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't think... I don't think this is a bit of me. Uh, oh my gosh, that would not be a bit of me either. That sounds nuts. And yeah, I was like crying in the mud. Yeah, it's quite dangerous, but it just you're just so aware at the same time because you have to be so switched on because any wrong turn can uh, not be great. Yeah, I read something you were saying, the mantra that's going on your head, just like, we move, we move. You said you can't just sleep there. Like, you have to keep going somehow. Like, there has to be a way out. <laughs> you can't just stop and sit down and say, I'm going to stay here now. Literally, like, we move is like my unhealthy mantra. Because in some cases, like, yes, yeah, sometimes just like, probably a bit in denial, head in the sand. But in this sense, like, there is nothing else I can do. Like, I have to... I have to keep going. I have to keep running, walking, crawling, whatever, because, yeah, I can't pull up camp and just sleep there. I've got, I've got to get to the finish, you know? Yes, 100%. You just have to dig deep and get it done. I love seeing Black people in nature. We're so used to constant images of us in urban environments, living stressful lives, fighting one challenge to the other. Your pictures are literally such a breath of fresh air really made me smile like instantly the moment I saw it I was just yes that's it that's what I love about that what do you love most about being in those spaces and how how does that impact you when you're running being outdoors like that in the fresh air I never actually thought about that thank you do you know what it, for me it just makes me feel so amazing and like you know the there's a level of like just feeling free yes it's so hard but the feeling is just like okay it's like a hard reset because you know with you know, running in the street, you're kind of limited so much. And I know for me, when I'm running on the street, it's because I'm getting from A to B. I want to run at a certain pace. I'm trying to get my training run done so I can get back to work type of thing. But through the trails, you know, again, as you mentioned, like, you know, black women, black people, we're not really seen out in these spaces. And I feel a sense of like achievement as well, because I'm being part of, you know, a change that I want to see. So talk to me about where it all began. Let's go back to the beginning. How did you start? What's the deal? So running for me was kind of accidental. And every time I tell this story, I like laugh at myself because I hated running. I didn't like it. I was just like, I'm not going to be a runner. I don't look like a runner. I don't think I could ever look like a runner. But I started boxing with a friend. And long story short, it was amazing. And the coach then invited us to come and train down at the boxing gym more often. So that became like my you know I was fixated I was like yes this is my thing boxing and then I was like how do you know how do I get better I want to just be I just want to be great I don't want to fight because you know don't want to touch my face <laughs> the coach suggested <laughs> running and I was sort of like oh, gosh here we go I really fought it for so long I was just I don't feel like that's a bit of me a lot of it was my own perceptions of running at the time because I was like you know Everyone is like white and skinny and wears tiny little vests and things like that. And I'm like, that's not me. Like I've got thick thighs and, you know, big boobs. It's, it's just, it's going to hurt. So I just put it off for such a long time until I was like, you know what? Can't be that bad. Let me try it out. And I was like, I'm just going to run for like 10 minutes and then come back. And I used to do it so late at night. Like now that I think back, I'm like, oh my, you're honestly insane. So I used to run like 11, 12 1am at night because 
I was like, I don't want anyone to see me because it's so embarrassing that I'm doing something for the first time. And if I'm struggling, no one's going to see. That's how I kind of tackled it. And, you know, 10 minutes became 15 and 20 until, you know, one day I was like, you know, I'm going to see how far I can go today. Mm, Yeah. Okay. Nice. I ran 30 minutes all the way out to like Hyde Park, kept going. I was like, okay, I'm going to go all the way to Marble Arch got to Marble Arch and I was like oh my god I'm so far from home and I need to get back so I was like I'm just gonna turn around and literally go home and for me I didn't stop but for me it was more not because I feel fit and I'm doing well I'm progressing it's more because I was like oh my gosh I'm gonna get in my family's gonna kill me because I'm out so late what the hell am I doing so I just ran all the way back home and the feeling I can still remember the feeling to this day when my iPod was like you ran 10 because they had like the Nike app in there like you ran 10 kilometers I was like oh my god I can't believe I just ran 10k didn't stop. That's the longest I've ever run. And I got in so much trouble when I got so much trouble when I got home. Um, but I was so like, no one can tell me nothing. Yes. And you know, <laughs> essentially you catch that bug. And I was like, okay, I want to run with a run group. And at the time, uh, there was a Nike run club that was happening, leaving from Westfield. And I remember these bright yellow tops like the Pacers used to wear. And I was like, you know what, maybe one day I can like, you know, run with them. I'll try and get a little bit more fit and then I can go and run. And then one day I was like booted. I was like pushed in there. I went with one of my cousins and she like pushed me in the shop and she said, you're going to the run club. Joined the run club. It was so hard. I couldn't believe what was going on. I was like, everyone is so fast. Everyone looks like strong, lean runners. I don't know what PB is. They're talking about PBs. I don't know what a half marathon is. I don't know what the distance is of a half marathon. It was just like this whole... Yeah, I was like, what's going on? But everyone was so nice. And even though I was at the back all the time, but everyone was so nice. I just just kept going back. And then I did my first 5K race and I was like, okay, this is is cool. This is scary, but cool. And then there was the Nike Women's 10K, which is another, you know, massive staple in my running journey because there's all these women that came together to run 10k and it was scary there was like thousands of women and I knew in my head I knew in my head I can run 10k because I've done it before right but in a race setting I was a bit like ah it's scary um but we did it it was incredible fast forward I'm very much like let's just go all in you know half marathon happened then your first marathon I was like you know what YOLO and then you just start you know meeting different people working on different things throwing yourselves at projects and opportunities you know, fast forward a couple of years, she's a Nike coach. <laughs> yeah, how did you get to that bit? That's like a massive bit you just skipped over. I think, yeah, it's always a funny one and one I get asked a lot because it's like there's no kind, there's no application process and, you know, there's no like apply to be a running coach. It was sort of just speaking to the, the right people and aligning like, you know, you meet people who are working on certain projects and I just kept putting myself forward for things, which is, you know, when I look back, I'm like, oh, it's a bit crazy because I was quite a shy person. And then, you know, eventually you get asked to do things. And I'm like, wow. And then I got asked to come on a trip to St. Moritz in Switzerland, which is like to this day is my number one trip. It's like all these people came. We just came to run through trails. We did like track sessions, altitude sessions. There was talks with athletes. And I was kind of like hosting the trip with another friend of mine. And that was kind of like, I guess, the interview process. Oh, okay. Amazing. Amazing. And so now you are officially a Nike coach. How would you accommodate new starters to running in the city? Like, how do you help them overcome their challenges, any confidence issues, preventing injuries, things like that? I mean, I love every single kind of runner. 
but the the ones that I tend to you know find myself gravitating towards and focusing on is the absolute beginner because I was one I literally was one of that person everybody was a beginner but I I just every time I hear people say things or people reach out to me on Instagram it just takes me back and I'm like it does not literally have to be you're going out you're running 30 minutes non-stop like you actually can if you was to go outside today and run for two minutes who's going to tell you oh you should run for longer like nobody so I just really feel like it's just breaking past the barriers getting getting out of the door is the hardest bit right so it's just getting past that even if you put your shoes on you go outside and you run walk for 60 seconds you have still started your journey the goal is not to become an olympian the goal is to start running and do something for yourself to complement your lifestyle and i think like a lot of the you know people reaching out to me about like starting out running and everything else that comes with it is black women and you know, there's so much to it. You know, it's down to our hair care. It's down to like what bra should be wearing, what shoes should be wearing. And I'm like, let's let's nail the, the basics first. So like, yeah, let's let's get let's invest in a good bra and a good pair of shoes. So I saw that Nike by Kings Road turned one recently, which is such a massive achievement. How would someone sign up to get going? So it's Kings Road that we have the Run Club. We have bi-weekly every other Monday, and the link goes live on my bio to be honest when by the time it gets to my bio it's like too late but it goes to the uh, nike app nike experiences and you just sign up there if you ever happen to be walking by the king's road nike store there's a qr code on the board you can go scan it or just dm me you know like i'm not going to turn anybody away ever just send me a message and just the whole incorporating nature like what we were discussing earlier how do you incorporate nature into the king's road running club is where do you go so we, it's quite special actually because we run across the river, but then we also go through Battersea Park, which is one of the most beautiful parks ever. So we get a nice good mix. And then then obviously you have to run down like Sloan Street or something. So you've got like busy streets, everybody shopping, people come back from work. So it's quite a nice, obviously out loud, it sounds like a nightmare. But for me, it's beautiful because that's literally London. London is very diverse. It's very mixed. You don't know what you're going to get. So yeah, that's why I find it quite special. Can you tell us a little bit about Ultra Black Running and why it exists? Yeah, so Ultra Black was my uh, lockdown baby. Um, I went to stay in the countryside for a little while uh, during lockdown and all I had was the trails. And when I was staying there, it was in a time of, you know, Black Lives Matter, George Floyd, the tragic death of Ahmed Arbery, who, you know, was murdered whilst out on a run and... For me, it was like, wow, that's actually crazy because so you mean to tell me that I could be out on a run and I don't come back because of the colour of my skin. I felt like it was kind of erasing why I started running and how I felt in the in the beginning. Yeah. What else had happened is I found myself going on runs and then I get stopped by people who were asking me what I'm doing. And I was just sort of like, of all times to ask me, this is really not the time. Like, we're going through a global uprising. Read the room, honey. And it just made me feel really... And then I started not wanting to run anymore. Yeah, completely. Every time I went out, I felt really anxious when I saw somebody. Because, you know, I'm in the countryside. There's many white people that I see. There's, like, white older people who would just be like... They wouldn't even... Normally, you give a look. Like, I get a look of, like, oh, a smile or, like, oh, I'll keep going. And it was more like, what's this person doing here? And I was just sort of like, okay, yeah, I don't, I don't think I like this anymore. So I just, I kind of stopped running for a little bit and I've never felt anxiety 
like it before. Really? Especially with running, because the running, you know, makes me feel free, makes give me clarity. And I was just getting this feeling of like, just feeling a little bit choked up every time. So I was like, okay, I need to kind of just tackle this feeling and, and figure out what it is. And I was like, it's a global uprising, babe. Life is interesting right now. So I was just like finding ways to like get myself distracted. So I made a new playlist. Nice. And then one day I went out on a run in the field for about 90 minutes, which is like longer than I'd ever run in that space of time when I was feeling anxious and stuff. And I just remember getting to the, the middle bit of this forest and I just literally started crying my eyes out, like crying, oh. you know, and it's like that full on, you know, but there was nobody around. And it was like, sunrise as well like the sun was just like rising into way it was like coming through the trees I was just like bawling my eyes out but it was more just like a mixture of hurt anger relief yeah hope because I yeah. you know as most black people felt I was literally grieving and I did not know what the future held for any of us but I was like no this is beautiful and I'm going to share this so I reached out to a few friends and I was like hey I went through it I went on a trail run. It was a lot better. I think we should all do it. And all the responses are like, no. Really? Straight up, no. You've just had this amazing experience. And they're like, nope. <laughs> you know, it goes through a whole, you know, spiritual awakening. But okay. Damn. But I was like, come on. Like, it'll be amazing. Like, we'll look great. And just chat and catch up. And it won't be no stress, no fast running, all this type of thing. Eventually, got some people down. So six of us went down to Epping Forest. And we all just went on a run. And it was summer, so it's easy to persuade people to run in summer or, like, in the warmer months. We all went on a run, and it was incredible. And I was like, yes, this is what I need. This is what I want. And this is what we absolutely deserve, especially in a time like this, where we're being made to look a certain way. We are absolutely – this is for us. So I was like, okay, I've got to make it a thing. But I didn't want to make it a thing for anybody else but for my people. As in my immediate circle, I didn't want to open it out. It wasn't supposed to be this big thing. And then we went on another run just across the palace. So, you know, a nice mixture of both. You know, you've got road, you've got trail, you've got all. And the conversations that came out after that, I was like, impossible. I have to make this a thing. Because people were talking about everything from work to, to brands to how they be, like everything. But also we were laughing and having a good time. And we'd also run. We ran like 6K or something. And I was like, Dora, are you crazy? You have this is a thing. This, look what you've created. Oh, amazing. I literally love that feeling. Like you just take a step back, just have a look at what you've created. And you, like you said, it's impossible not to keep it going. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to put it on Instagram. As soon as I put it on Instagram, I, I actually was so blown away by the response and the people reaching out. It's for black women and non-binary people. You know, the world of running, the world of trail running, we're not seen. You know, when we talk about gender and sports, not everyone has heard. People just kept coming and it was more like, we're doing it for life. We're just doing it to feel free. And that's what we felt like every time we met up. It was like, there's no, no one has to code switch here. No one has to be someone they're not here. You can literally be you here. And we're all, and the thing is, we all get it. We all literally get it. So that's, that's the birth of Ultra Black. It's all just about building that community, isn't it? And yes. like just like finding your tribe. It's like whatever you're doing, and just if you feel like you're a part of something and you're and you're with a group and you have people behind you, it's just you can feel like you can take over the world. It just elevates anything that you're doing once you've found your tribe. Yeah. So important for people starting out as well. 
thinking about you encouraging lots of women sort of holding that leadership role for them. And I've heard a lot about you saying in the Freedom to Move video for Nike, highlighting some key issues that you have faced when attempting to run outdoors, things like having to plan safe routes, running when it's dark, running in groups. There's a lot of things that you have to think about, even just as being a woman running outside. So I was wondering if any of those challenges all of the people coming to your coaching sessions, whether they feel that or how do you overcome it? How do you make them feel confident? I think the way that I kind of approach it is that like, you know, we can, it's so harsh because we can do all the things and things can still happen. Obviously be aware and have your things in place if necessary, but you can't let these things take away running from you. I've done all the things to try and be safe on the runs. I've still been stalked on runs. I've had people like track my location and things and, and figure out when I, I run. It's not nice at all, but is it going to stop me from running? Like, no. And I know it's horrible and I really do fear for women's safety. And all I can do is just give as much tools and insight as I can. I'll try to make it in a, in a casual way that's not going to petrify somebody. You know, don't post in real time and if you're like one of those people that film before and after your run, probably don't do it outside your house. It's just little things. It's more for peace of mind. And it's talking with men as well, which has been an interesting one. What do they say about that? They don't want to talk about it because if they're not the ones doing things, they shouldn't have to talk about it. But I remember being at a run club specifically and it was a shock of a few. I remember talking to like two, three guys and it was a shock that I had been stalked on a run before. And I'm like, yeah, Coach Dora has also run into issues and I also get catcalled and all of the things. So it's like, we, we have to all talk about it because it happens. And it's just the talking about it, which brings awareness to it, which is very important. It's not me like shrugging it off. It's more just like, because I don't want it to be a norm. I don't, I don't want this to be a norm. Like, make sure you have this on, make sure you have that on, make sure you tell your friends where you're going. And it's just more trying to, I just want people to panic too much because I still want people to enjoy and do something really good for themselves. And it's also like, wear what you want. Some of the clothes that you're wearing are so fun. They're so bright. They're so vibrant. It's just, it's a whole look. You were saying about taking up space. Ultra Black and the outfits we wear signify that we're here and we're taking up space. It's like such a strong statement. And I love it. And I'd just love to hear you talk about some of the styles, like what inspires you, some of the colours you wear. It's so hilarious because like my sense of style is so different from running. Well, kind of similar, but like in my everyday, it's more very much like chic, so, you know, very plain-ish. But with running, it's so expressive, it's so loud. And it came from a place of two places. One, I love to, I used to love to rave. I just haven't been recently. Like I love house raving. I love all of that. And, you know, you wear your loud clothes and all that kind of stuff. And most of the time, it was the first things that always went on sale. So I was like, cool, that's half price. That's what I'm buying. And then it was sort of like, I'm going to mix things up and put them together. And I'm like, this looks fun. And I feel kind of bold. I feel kind of confident in a different way. I feel like it has given me confidence at races. And it's, you know, it's those little things that people won't really think about. And it's like, you know, going to a race for the first, second, third time. When I first started going to trail races, I still felt very out of place, you know. I'm probably still one of the few black women. So I'm just like, let me just feel good in my snake print. And I just feel it's my, my little safety blanket, you know. And I just, yeah, I want everyone else to, because obviously we, I need, we need to shy away from black, not everyday black, you know. 
So we have a couple last questions I want to ask. The first one is, what are you doing today that you in 20 years will be thankful for? I think I'm being a lot more fearless and just really being loud about things. And that's in the sense of creating spaces for people. And even in the races that I'm doing, that challenges I'm setting myself, I'm kind of just like, I know in the future, I'm going to look back and be like, oh, come on, girl. You did it. <laughs> Laying the foundations. Amazing. Absolutely. So I would really love to know your three tips for encouraging people looking to join in, take up space and start out on their running journey. Just get it started. Don't think about the big plans and the the KPIs. Just don't just start bring people together. That's the most important thing. Second tip, have people that's going to support you because it's not all going to be, oh my God, look at this crazy, amazing new collective that's come out. It's not going to be that. It's going to be harsh. It's going to be hard. It's going to be isolating. So have your, you know, your, your people, whether it's friends, family, loved ones. My last tip is speak to other group leaders. I mean, the worst they can say is, sorry, I'm too busy, right? But people who have their own groups for marginalised groups, most of the time want to speak to you and will be very happy to share their experiences or like some tips to get you going. So yeah, definitely don't be scared to reach out to other people. That's really beautiful, encouraging advice for our audience. Thank you so, so much for sharing so openly with us today. It was such an honour and a pleasure speaking with you about how you show up take up space in your life and with ultra black running thank you so much for having me check out the galdem social channels at galdem zine for more on running and the importance of community and don't forget you can download the nike app to hear from inspiring young women driving change today thank you so much for listening i have been your host tinu k and this is move out loud big love